Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch. And in today's episode, we are interviewing the one, the only, Thayer Sylvester. She is a co-founder of Carve Designs, which is one of my favorite apparel brands. They design the cutest swimwear. I've posted so many photos in their cute suits, and you guys are always asking me where they're from. So I'm actually interviewing one of the co-founders today, and we're talking all about her journey of starting this business. And What I love about this interview, she's actually been running this business for 16 years now with with her business partner and best friend. What I love about this interview is that we were talking about her story and how this all started and, you know, the ups and downs of her building her business. But really what this episode was about is the mindset that you have to adapt in order to be an entrepreneur, in order to start a project. And she was just such a natural badass boss. Like almost everything she started to bring up, I was thinking, hey, I teach people about that. I try to, you know, impart this type of wisdom on people all the time. I was thinking, how are you so naturally like this? Like your mindset is just so on point for you know, starting a business and just facing problems as they come. I was just very, very, very impressed with her. So I really know that you guys, no matter what industry you're in, whatever industry you want to be in, or, you know, maybe you're trying to start a business sometime soon, no matter what, you guys will get a lot out of this interview. I'm so excited for you to hear it. I was just listening back to it and I was literally getting inspired myself just by hearing this interview again. So I know that you guys are going to love this. I haven't had a guest for a while. So without further ado, you're listening to episode 49 of the Self-Made CEO. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch, and I'm your host. And we're here with another quarantine episode. It, you know, it's that time. It is still that time. I hope you all are doing well. I'm here today with Thayer, an amazing guest. I will let you introduce yourself. How are you? I'm pretty good hanging in there working from home. Thank you. While we're quarantined here in Northern California, we're on a month now of quarantine. So yep. the days are starting to add up. Um, But I'm the CEO of Carve Designs, and we are a women's surf and beach lifestyle swimwear and apparel company based here in Northern California. And I co-founded the business with a good friend of mine 16 years ago now. Wow. That is so exciting. So I... You guys, for context, you've probably, if if any of you follow my Instagram account, I've posted several times. I'm obsessed with their swimwear and I just got a couple other things to try out. So I've actually been wearing their stuff already and I thought, hey, what a good time to get you on the podcast. You are a female founder. I'm a big fan of those. Um, And I'm sure we have kind of a lot to talk about with just your journey with all of that. I think it's really inspiring for people to hear other women's journeys with creating businesses and even men, I have both male and female listeners, but um, you know, there's, there's a lot that happens on that journey. And I think it's cool to be able to say for you, like, Hey, it's been 16 years and you're still doing this and you've stuck to it no matter what. And I kind of want to like hear about that story and where it all started. How did this even all begin? Yeah, it, it has been 16 years and it's been a journey for sure. Um, you know, it's it, we have one of those origin brand stories where my old friend and I were on a surf trip 
um, in the early aughts and I was totally not as cool as her and didn't know where to buy board shorts to go on the surf vacation in Mexico. And I'm calling her frantically saying, you know, what, what should I buy? And she said, oh, there's nothing to buy. Go, go buy some men's shorts somewhere. Mm. Because at that time we were in our late twenties and um, the only people that catered to women um, were, were just kind of not good looking stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and otherwise the surf brands were all catering to teenagers and we were not, we were well beyond those years. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, were on this trip and started talking about the fact that no one was doing this and, um, wouldn't it be cool if we started a surf brand? Um, and we finally took the plunge two years after that trip. Wow. And both quit our jobs and we knew nothing about the apparel industry, but we were totally convinced that there was a customer out there for us. Oh, absolutely. I think what's so cool about that too is, you know, you hear of so many people with ideas all the time, right? You know, even me every day, I'm like, oh, you know, this would be a cool idea, but there's such a difference between you know, just talking about ideas and actually saying, Hey, so we're going to do this. Was there like a defining moment? I mean, obviously you guys brought it up and that was, there was a need for that clearly. Um, but was there a moment when you guys were like, no, we're actually seriously doing this. Or how did you know that both of you were going to actually follow through and take it seriously? Yeah. So I think there's a process to that, that you have to go through. And the, and, and from the time that you have the idea, if you're serious about it, you have to let yourself go through the same type of planning that you would anything else in your life. Rather, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to move to a new city or, oh, I want to change my job. This is the same thing. Okay. I have an idea. Is this a viable idea? Yeah. Go through the research and the planning process necessary to either tell you, yeah, actually, I think we can it's a viable idea. So let's try it. Or, you know, no, there are already a bunch of people doing this and for ABC reasons, it wouldn't work. Right. And in our case, you know, we went through that planning and it took like two years to do that. Mm-hmm. Planning because We were both working full time, but we kept having conversations. We'd go to sushi restaurants with really loud music in the background and my laptop. And we kind of talk through, okay, what would this look like? And yeah. Um, and we, you know, we built a business plan. There's a reason that business plans exist. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that was, you know, then we finally took the plunge and then that plunge part was just a little bit of a leap of faith, right? We got to the point we knew we validated the idea. And then we said, both things happened in both of our personal lives where we said, you know, we really want to make changes. Okay. That's yeah. That's so interesting. I love, again, I love it. And I don't know if this is like an LA thing or a this generation or you know, people my age now thing, but there's, again, there are so many ideas and I just think it's so special when you find not only like a partner and friend who is on the same page as you, who's as passionate as you are about starting the project. But again, with the follow through, like actually you guys are having those meetings and following through. Cause I have found several times that, um, you know, it's been hard to work with people sometimes on side projects because if you're not on the same page about being dedicated to actually making it happen, then it just doesn't work. I've had several people, even in the past, be like, Hey, can you help me start a YouTube channel? And I'm all about it. I'm like, yes, let me help you. Let's do this. And they don't follow through or stick to it. And then that's just, it makes me sad. So this is, this is awesome that you guys had that right away. You were like, no, we're doing this. And you just knew if it worked. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely time, um, early on where we were 
testing each other, you know, are you mm -hmm. serious about this? And you're not necessarily asking that direct question, but you have a planning meeting and there was follow-up. And if you showed up at the next meeting and you didn't do your work, well, that's going to reflect yeah. on your commitment to the project, right. right? And I think whenever you're talking to anyone, whether it's like something personal, you're planning an event for a friend, you know, baby shower or a wedding shower, or you're doing something for like your kid's school, you always know the people that don't follow through, right? Yeah. They're, they're full of gas at the meeting and then mm -hmm. you can't get a response from them. Those are not yeah. the people you want to go into business with. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, you know, my business partner and I, like we were fully serious about it the whole time. That doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but we were going to keep planning and try and figure out how to make this work. Otherwise we would yeah. never be where we are now. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So when you decided to take that plunge, what was going on that if you don't, I mean, you don't have to get super personal if you don't want, but what was that kind of, was there just sort of a sign that was like, okay, now's the time or how did that happen? I think it was like a little bit more complex than that, but basically we'd both been working in kind of corporate since we'd graduated from college and I had gradually gone to smaller businesses, but was really kind of wanting to do my own thing, like mm -hmm. personally. And it had been yeah. growing for a long time. And same with Jen, my business partner. And so it had gotten to a point where like in order for me to get a promotion and kind of get my next, next management role, I needed to really commit. And I'm sort of looking at my boss like, I am not interested in doing this anymore, yeah. which is crazy because I was making great money at the time. But personally, I really just wanted to have control of what I was doing. Totally. Um, and, and create the own, my own balance in my life. Um, yeah. So I think was, that a lot of people probably can relate to that who are listening to this because I, I definitely felt that way as well, where, you know, everything on paper might seem like, hey, what am I, what am I saying? This is fine. This is perfect. This is a great career path. I'm making good money. What, why am I, what, why is this happening? But deep down, you know, you know that there's something better or just something different that's better for you out there. Yeah. Better fit. I mean, yeah. for me, it was interesting because afterwards and for the next little while, I really struggled with when you sort of meet somebody at a party and, or talk to somebody, what do you do? And oh my gosh. I kind of look at them like, uh, <laughs> It's a really good job to start this own. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, I literally have never related to something more. I still to this day, I'm like, how do I explain what I do to someone that I just met? For years, I would just avoid it. I'd be like, oh, I work in digital media. Like, just not. You have to really pick and choose who you want to go into it with and really say, okay, well, you want to know? Here's the whole 10 year long story. Um, yeah. 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 No, that's, that's funny. And I think that's, Again, yeah, each of these, okay, so far, we're only at the very beginning of your story. And I just, I love each of these little kind of chapters because I think a lot of people go through that feeling of, of not necessarily being fulfilled or happy at their current job, but then really struggling to take that leap of faith and just say, you know what, I, there is something better out there and I want to see what it is. And that's kind of what I'm trying to help people with is to be able to have the confidence and tools to actually say, no, I'm going to do that because life is short. And why would I, you know, sure it might be stable on paper, but why would I sit around and do something I'm not fully enjoying? So good for you guys really being the pioneers and doing your own thing. That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, and I think part of that is like what you're saying is, is 
like what what is what are you trying to achieve right so you have to push it to like it's not just oh i don't feel fulfilled but what is it you want mm -hmm. is it and for me it was i wanted to work with people and i wanted to be selling a product that i cared about even if yeah. it's something as silly as clothes i loved the product because it solved a problem for me and it solved a problem yeah. for people that i knew and it didn't exist and so mm -hmm. then it became something that i could feel passionate about yeah um, and you know, and maybe your passion has more to do with um, solving a technology issue or financial security, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you need to make sure you're always thinking like, what is that problem I'm solving so that I can fulfill my own goals? Yes. And for us, it was, you know, we really wanted to work with people, right? Like mm -hmm. I looked at other businesses and I wouldn't have a business partner. And I thought, I don't want to do this. Like I, I love working with Jen. I want to build a business with her. I think it'll yeah. be fun like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. That's, that's something that, I mean, yeah, it, it's very cool to work with people. And I feel like it's so, I'm such a people person. It's so weird that I, I mean, now I get to like do things like this where I get to talk to people all the time, but I can imagine like actually working with someone on a project like that would have been so fun. So what do those first couple years or even months look like once you were like, okay, we're doing this. We quit our jobs. First of all, what were you even feeling in that moment? Absolutely terrifying absolutely terrifying there were it was just a roller coaster ride of complete exhilaration like we were so excited we were trying to learn basically an entire business right we mm -hmm. had no we had this idea of making board shorts for women back then we all surfed in board shorts and um we didn't even know how to like find a pattern maker or what it took to d develop a garment and but then that was fun that was the challenge of it and then we would be completely petrified that like we've made a mistake, right? That we didn't have a paycheck and that we were spending all of our savings on mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. But you know, what we found is that you just, you, you just always have to say like, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like what's the worst thing that can happen mm -hmm. that you fail, you get up and you dust yourself off and you try something else. In our case, that never ended up happening. Like we're still here 16 years later because we never considered failure as an option. Mm -hmm. we, we just kept on going, you know, it, despite every obstacle and every year there is something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Right now it's crazy. Yeah. Of course, but I can literally say every year there was something and you never saw it coming and you yeah. never knew what part of the business it was going to affect. So at the beginning it was just this big roller coaster. And what was strange is that we thought we were going to build this business where we are selling to the surf industry. And then we found that the surf industry really was not interested in our, our demographic, mm -hmm. um, that they, there was a reason that the surf businesses hadn't started catering to women versus juniors. And, you know, the, the, the men that were running um, the surf businesses at the time, like thought of women as kind of, old and out of touch mm. and like not the cool young teenagers wasn't part of the surf culture and so about two years in we had to pivot like really completely differently and we ended up really more in like outdoor specialty and that was a big shift for us because we had dreamed of like the surf brand right um, okay so, wait. Yeah. so yeah. let's back up a minute because i want to know when you said you know you guys just kind of knew like failure wasn't an option and you were going to keep going and whatever comes your way 
Were you always like that? Was that your personality or did you guys have to go through some shit to, you know, get to that mental point or, you know, what, how did you guys like become that way? I guess. You know, we were like that. I think that was yeah. part of the, that was how we were to be okay. honest with you. I mean, it's not something that, um, I mean, I reinforce it in myself every day. I, I have like this collage behind me and there's a quote on there by Calvin Coolidge and, uh, you know, he was president during World War One, and it literally says persistence, like is the only name of the game. Yeah. Like this other thing by Winston Churchill. I'm not really. Just yes. Like, you know that like never 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 give up so it's it's not it, I think it was part of me but then it's always something that I tell myself right always it's totally. just as as hard as it gets you know whether it's you're exercising or you're dealing with your own personal like frustration about something or at work it's literally like no no every problem is an opportunity yeah to become better I love it I love it I resonate so much with that I feel like I I too was kind of always sort of felt that way. And I actually have just been trying to unpack now why, how did I get to be that way? Or what is it about myself or my personality? Or is it the way I was raised? Or is it, did I have some defining moment? And the reason why is because I want to be able to help others who don't necessarily naturally have that instinct of like, you know, people who are more risk averse or like don't want to take that leap because they are afraid of the worst case, which is totally understandable and natural. And I'm trying to unpack why am I this way? And, you know, asking others like you, because I want to help people who aren't necessarily inclined to think that way to start to develop that mindset. And I do think repeating things like those quotes, literally telling yourself every day, like until you believe it, that, Hey, it's going to be fine no matter what, even if you don't believe it at first. Um, I find that to be super helpful anyway. That's cool. I love that. I mean, and that yeah, also I mean, it yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that also obviously helps for if you want to be an entrepreneur and start a business, you kind of have to go in with that type of mindset. You can't really go in thinking like, this is going to fail. I'm worried because like that just won't work out very well for you. Yeah, no, there's no, I mean, certainly you have to make sure you're considering the risks, but you can't let those risks outweigh the opportunity. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you're constantly kind of telling yourself, okay, how do I, how do I frame this problem so that I can make it, I can create a solution. And, um, and I mean, and that's even now with this whole, with all of us in quarantine, I mean, we started dealing with COVID in February with mm -hmm. our factories closed. And, yeah. Um, and it's super challenging for people because there is so much uncertainty. Um, but if you could just kind of say like, okay, like what can I control right now Yeah. and how can I make that part influence more of my life Then you can try and I always say that. like, I can just keep going. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good attitude to have, of course, especially yeah. During crazy times like this. Crazy. So, okay. So you guys pivoted more to, you know, kind of an overall lifestyle brand, um, and, you know, that shows like you guys were definitely willing to adapt or were you, how did that work? So once you realized, okay, this isn't necessarily the market, like what we thought we wanted and what we wanted to do is not necessarily what's going to work. Was there a moment of like, dang it, we don't want to change it. Or were you like, okay, let's adapt because we like everything and we're still passionate about this or like, how did that work? 
Yeah, so for us, it was, you know, it's very gradual. And so we were able to embrace it. I think later on, we kind of looked back and thought, oh, wow, that had a bigger impact on where we ended up than we realized when we were making the decision. Right. You know, and that goes back to like, whether, you know, you allow yourself to indulge in regret. And, you know, we just try to not, right? Like, it's, yeah. there's not, there's no time for it. And it doesn't usually help you feel better. Right. Um, so, Holy. It just so makes we, it worse. Oh, it just dang. makes it worse, right? Like every yeah. once in a while you can cry over spilt milk, but normally you just try it. Yeah. Forward. So no, we just said, okay, well, this is where we are with it. Um, let's keep on pushing it forward. And it yeah. proved to be the right move. Yeah. And it, and it remained fun for you guys as well, even though it wasn't just the surf stuff. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, that's, again, that's very important. A very important mindset to have if you are creating a business is looking at it from a bigger perspective than just your own wants and desires too. And I think that's, that's something like I've really learned over the last couple of years is, Hey, you know, and for any entrepreneur listening or anyone just trying to start their own thing, it's like, yes, do what you're passionate about and have your idea. And if you think your idea is amazing, great run with it. But at the end of the day, what matters more than if you think your idea is amazing is if the people who are going to be serviced or helped or the people buying your product, if they think it's amazing and they need it, if there's a need, you talked earlier about like, what problem are you going to solve? And I think that's really the key to like any business is you need to figure out what problem are you solving? Because that's how, if you're going to impact people by solving a problem, that's where the income comes in. And so I always say like in impact generates income. So you guys clearly were like, all right, we got to pivot and we're going to do it. So that's yeah. clearly yeah. why you guys are successful and in the point that you are now. Um, so what happened after that? So you pivoted was, first of all, also, I'm just so impressed with, you know, you guys started with no retail, right? No manufacturing experience or designing or anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what made it fun though, right? Because then you can allow yourself to learn. And as you grow and can hire people, I mean, we just always wanted to hire people that were smarter than us and more experienced than mm -hmm. us. Constantly um, learning. Constantly learning. Yeah. And, and that's what is fun about being in a smaller business and being an entrepreneur is that you can kind of turn around and be like, oh, I'm going to work on that today. And yeah. you're not just stuck doing the same thing all the time. Right. Totally. Uh, you know, so, so once we pivoted there, it started be, to become a little bit more about growing the organization and um, developing our sales force and developing processes and systems to help support the infrastructure. Um, that the, the, you know, we'd kind of decided on and developed the ethos of the brand and the mm. core product, um, but now needed to sort of shore up the organization to continue to support growth. But at the same time, we were still self-funded and, um, you know, really dependent upon being profitable. And so growth was slow, right? You yeah. can't just go out there and like speed up if, um, you know, you can't figure out how to make the numbers work. So next challenge there was figuring out how to grow profitably where there are so many businesses out there um, that receive a lot of third-party funding and, you know, go through this like very fast acceleration of growth, but then peter out because right. they haven't really established the value of the brand. Right. Um, so that was, that was the next part is like figuring out how to hire and recruit people 
when, you know, we were not well funded. Yeah. That part is so intimidating to me about anything, especially when something kind of starts as a hobby and then you're like, okay, this is a business, but then you're like, okay, in order to scale, we actually need these systems and we need these, you know, employees. And that's something that still to this day, like intimidates the crap out of me. I'm like, oh my God, I am a one woman show. I mean, I have a couple people that help with different things, but like, I can only imagine beginning to scale this, like, I, I, I can't actually imagine at all. <laughs> that would be so intimidating. It still is. So guys, we are going to take a really quick break and we will be right back. Did you guys have like mentors along the way or people that kind of helped or was it just since you had each other, you could kind of just figure out every obstacle, I guess. Like a combination of both, right? Like, so we certainly leaned on each other heavily and we both had super different skill sets. Um, but then you kind of take your gems of information where you can find it, whether you know, it's a customer who um, has like an older CEO is willing to kind of give you words of wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, and so we just always kind of tried to pull information wherever we could get it. Totally. Um, and, you know, I think that when it comes to scaling, like the trickiest thing is really sort of the, the financial planning part of it. Mm -hmm. And I happen to have a financial planning background. Um, but if you were doing this on your own and you didn't have that luxury, you know, that would be where you really would want to lean into some sort of industry association or a, a sort of support group associated with entrepreneurs where people can then say, oh, well, you know, there are these consultants that aren't that expensive and they're willing to help small businesses mm -hmm. set up, you know, basic processes and, you know, basic systems like that. Well, that's um, good there to are know. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually helpful to me because I'm like, oh, I need, I need help. Um, awesome. So, okay. So once you transitioned into that and you guys were doing that for a while, um, what was kind of your, I guess at the time, but also now like your overall mission at the end of the day, now that you've, now that you had moved away from the initial problem, which was like surfwear for women is not, doesn't really exist. Once that was kind of not the problem anymore, what became your guys's mission with this business? Yeah, so it was more just, it was just a pivot in that we weren't gonna sell into surf shops, but we still wanted to make sure that their, like our customer had a bathing suit that she could surf in that she felt great in. Yeah. And that she didn't have to have a teenage body to wear it. Yeah. Um, and that she didn't then feel like she was wearing this kind of like body armor out there, right? She felt cute. She looked cute. And, you know, she, she felt like she could conquer whatever obstacle it was, you know, in the water, on the beach. Um, and so we just kept on focusing on, on product um, yeah. and then fig trying to figure out where to sell it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that part really didn't change as much as kind of the distribution strategy. And um, what we found was that as long as you listen to the customer, you could make really great swimwear. Um, but so many of the existing design processes 
practices were kind of in this room with designers and merchandisers and not out there product testing. And we just got out there product testing as much as we could early on, which is why we have customers that are like, I've been buying that swimsuit from you for 10 years and I buy a new one every year because I want the new color or whatever, but it fits. I, that's so important. Yeah, it's crazy. I always wonder like with huge uh, brands, like who's, how are they doing that kind of testing? Or are they even doing it at all? Are they just coming out with what they're thinking based on, you know, predicting past trends and all of that? I mean, I know nothing about retail. Yeah, a lot of them don't test. But nowadays with with online reviews, it's encouraging it more, right? Because right. Because then you're getting that, that feedback cycle, which is so great. Like you Yeah. Can, I mean, I spend so much time looking at our online reviews. Oh, this, and I mostly look at anything where somebody says this isn't as what I expected, right? Right. Like, okay, why not? How do right. you break that down? How do you turn that into an opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. And I, that's actually so important too, because I think a lot of people are intimidated. I mean, it's natural. Like you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear the bad news. You don't want to hear the things that are wrong with your product, but you know, you knew, and obviously in order to make the best product you can make, you have to embrace that. Like, tell me the truth. Tell me all the truth. It's always about that. It's yeah. always about listening to the bad news. Yeah. Whenever, whenever anyone's talking, if you even suspect there's something under the surface where they're, that they're not sharing because either they're intimidated to, they're scared to, they think it might reflect badly on themselves, you, know, you got to pull that information out yeah. and, and help figure out how that influences your business. Absolutely. And just a random side note, um, speaking of the products, because I do have my share, there is, I don't remember what, what this one is called, but you guys have a certain bikini top that I am telling you, first of all, I get the most compliments on, I have like two or three different colors, but same fit, same cut. I get so many compliments on them more than any other product I literally ever put on my body. And I am such a big fan and I will tell you why I will, I will give you guys all the TMI of why this is literally my favorite swimsuit top that I've ever owned. First of all, it's obviously super comfy, like very soft and just really comfortable material. I like the way it like ties in the back, but I happen to be a smaller chested woman. Okay. And it's not like I want to go have these huge pads in my bathing suit and pretend I have huge ones. (laughs) No. However, I like the idea that, okay, I feel like I got a little something there today. And this cut, I'm telling you, I don't know how it miraculously makes it look like I got something going on, but not being too much and not, you know, I don't know. That's TMI, but I'm telling you for me personally, it's like, that's my issue with bathing suits is that most bathing suits actually make me look flatter than I actually am. So I'm Mm. like, oh, I want to show what I have, but I obviously don't have a ton. So I don't want to, you know, have like, Right. crazy big padded whatever anyway totally. that was random but i just in case you guys are out there if you're looking for some swimsuits seriously highly recommend but we'll talk about that after anyway the products are great good i'm glad you like it yeah so good um so anyway what okay so yeah your mission i love your mission because it's it's very customer oriented it's like it's also it's targeting an internal problem so or an internal conflict it's 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 how these women are feeling and feeling about themselves and what they're wearing when they're, you know, in the water or swimming or doing anything. And I, I have also found that I just think the businesses that are the most successful are kind of really hitting those internal 
struggles and, and solving those internal problems more than just, you know, the external, like the external would be like, Hey, I need a swimsuit. I need to cover myself. But the internal is like, I want to feel confident in this and I want it, but also versatile, be able to actually wear it and do things. Yeah. I mean, basically you're naked when you're on the beach, effectively, the only other time that you walk around in as little clothing as that is in the privacy of your bedroom or your bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. right? So it's a super vulnerable position to be in. And you want to, to be, feel great doing that, right? Yeah. And so you need that, like achieve that mentality, like you try it on and you can be small chested, you can be big hipped, you can be big chested, you can be big waisted. But if you have options and you're able to find something you can put it on and it feels super natural to you and then that that natural feeling that like natural comfort it's like finding your favorite pair of underwear or bra yeah. that that resonates as you're out there and then you're not like fussing with it and nervous that you're really you know there and very not very much clothing mm -hmm. instead you just are out there being your natural self and yeah. that's that's what we try and think about most yeah well and it's it works it's successful i feel like that's yeah when pe like you said when people find that they're like okay this works for me they're not gonna stray away from that they want that <laughs> Like, yes, it's always nice to have a business where you can create customer loyalty too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> totally, right. That's yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. So what do you think if you can pinpoint, like, what was your biggest, I, you, I know you said like things were happening every single year that kind of, you know, shit would hit the fan and you're like, well, all right, got to deal with this. What was the most crazy or, or biggest challenge that you guys have had to deal with? Um, the biggest challenge that we had to deal with was some um, trademark issues that we had with a company that was infringing upon our trademark, an Australian oh, company. Okay. And, um, it was kind of the first time that, I mean, we were, this was in 2016, so four years ago. So we had got, we were more established, but, you know, still um, privately funded. And these guys were just trying to bully us. And we hadn't been in a situation where there was a competitor that was kind of going below the belt. Mm -hmm. um, and it was super challenging. I mean, it involved mediations until two o'clock in the morning in oh. Los Angeles. Um, and it was really expensive. Uh, but we stuck to our guns and we didn't give up. Yeah. And, you know, finally they recognized that they were wrong. And they said, okay, you're right. Uh, but wow. it was a year of distraction and super challenging. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were on the other side of the infringement, at least. Um, yeah, we were not the infringer. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the law is such that even if you're not, you have to, you have to, prosecute right. you got right? you, have you can't just let them sit there and right so yeah. yeah um i find that you know especially now i think i mean trademarks are being taken every second and i think that's something personally at least as an entrepreneur until this year i wasn't thinking about it because everything was kind of my own name and likeness and until i actually created this podcast i wasn't my mind wasn't even there and I just want to encourage anyone out there, especially from this that you're talking about. It's like, if you're going to start something and make a profit and, you know, create branding and become attached, just try to file for a trademark. Just get it. Get the trademark so that even if something like that happens, which I can only imagine the just annoying struggle that was for a long time. Um, glad you guys came out of it okay. 
but yeah, I highly recommend trademarking everything. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like just do the paperwork, get it done. It's not worth your, your effort no. if you're not able to defend it against, against somebody else using it. Yeah. And I think everyone always thinks, oh, this will never happen to me, you know, whatever. And it, that's not true. Like I, yeah. I had a similar issue, but I can't, I really shouldn't even talk about it on this podcast, but similar issue. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. You never think that it'll happen to you. And then you're like, oh, this is why I'm protecting myself. It's worth it. Yes. Yes. It's definitely worth the investment. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, that was definitely, that was a challenge. That was a challenge. Yeah. So what, yeah. what is going, well, first of all, also, this is just my curiosity. You're just are you just online or are you in any retail stores now? Oh, no, we sell to uh, about 600 locations. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. clearly had no idea. That yeah, is that's okay. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and you guys are thriving. Yeah. Business is great. I mean, right now, of course, uh, things are a little bit challenging. Yeah. Most of our retailers are closed. Right. Um, so it's navigating a new uh, set of challenges. Um, and this year, you know, this is the challenge, um, which will be yeah. probably the biggest thing that we navigate in all of our history. And I think most brands, um, really anybody in retail or, or you know, hospitality or entertainment mm -hmm. sports or something similar. Right. Um, because it hits both the, you were saying earlier, the warehouses closing must be a whole another issue too, because it's not just, it's not just, oh, we can just move to online sales and be completely fine. It's like, you cannot, I mean, is it that you cannot produce basically new stuff right now either? Yeah. Well, so we, I mean, we're in, I mean, lots of different things. First of all, like our biggest, you know, our biggest customers, REI, for example, they're mm -hmm. closed across the country. Um, so effectively, every, everywhere that sells our product is closed, so they can't sell. Um, but we're lucky; we do have our warehouses open, and we are shipping out product. Okay, so, cool. Uh, you know, people can still find their favorite backyard bathing suit right now. Yeah, use it at the beach when they open back up. Um, and earlier this year, then our manufacturers are all closed. So it's just kind of going down the supply chain. Um, started at the manufacturing level in February, and is continued through retail now here in April. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's just a question of trying to rethink, okay, what are our assumptions around what we were going to sell and how has that mm -hmm. changed given mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you guys seem to have been able to adapt well to like different challenges over the 16 years. So I have faith in you guys. And I think I've said this before on, on episodes. It's, it's like, I would never wish this situation upon anyone or any business or anything, but there's a weird comfort in knowing that we're all going through this at the same time together. I mean, obviously it still sucks, but it's kind of like, okay, we're all dealing with this in different ways and having to, you know, struggle with something. And it's, it's just a little bit like, okay, I'm going to be fine because they're going to be fine and people have it worse than me. And that's okay. like, you know, it, it's a little bit easier to keep positive about this situation. I think knowing that the whole world is at a bit of a standstill, but I can also not even imagine like if my business was relying or even if my job, if I had a job that was, that I got laid off or was closed, my, you know, I don't even know what I would do. This is just a crazy time. We don't need to talk anymore about this time because we're already living it. We don't need to get <laughs> more into it. Um, what is your, well, what would you say is like your biggest piece of advice, I guess, for anyone who 
maybe is, you know, put yourself back in your shoes 16 years ago and maybe someone who's thinking, man, I wish I had this or this doesn't exist or I want to create this thing. What is your biggest piece of advice overall for someone wanting to take that leap and do something on their own? I know that's a big question. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that, um, I don't know if I have one answer, but if I had to just choose one thing, you know, it would be like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, no, there's no time like the present that, you know, time passes quickly and those opportunities, um, that present themselves. Like if you're feeling like you should do it, just try it. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's no harm in trying it. And if you do decide to try it, you know, come up with a plan so that you yeah. can measure yourself against that. And you have specific goals. That doesn't mean that you're always going to hit those goals. You can, you can get to the end and say, Oh, I, I, that, that was a completely unrealistic goal. Here's my new yeah. goal and pat yourself on your shoulder for what you achieved that year. And, mm-hmm. and always make sure you're kind of redoing that, you know, what is your goal? And, is that achievable? And if it's not achievable, then rethink your assumptions. Yes, um, absolutely. I always tell people like, I guess I use the word goal, but I more mean, let's say you want to start a business and you're like this, my goal is to create, create this business. I always say like, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Like don't stop right. trying to make that business, right. but just stop the way or change the way that you're approaching it or the strategy that you're going into it with. Um, and yeah, it's like, what people don't realize is that life is going to throw shit at you all the time. That's life. That's why, I mean, would your business be successful now if you didn't have all of those roadblocks every single year? Probably not because you wouldn't have had to, you know, adapt to different things and actually learn how to, um, overcome those different challenges so that you could face new ones. And it's like, I embrace failure and I embrace risk taking, no, that's not natural to everyone, but I, I do think that probably played a role in your guys's early on success and you're still doing it. And what do you, what do you foresee happening in the future? I mean, what's, what's the rest of your life of this business? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> we, we just take it year by year. We're just going to keep on making beautiful clothes, yeah. make women feel naturally beautiful themselves. Um, I love you that. know, and we're, going to keep doing it but just back to what you said about that kind of like change change the plan and not everyone is is can take the same type of risks I feel like the people that I've met who don't want to take risks start to feel better about it when they don't when they when they see a challenge and they don't just think of it as a problem they start to think about like how can I solve the problem yeah your mindset to whole like it's not a problem it's an opportunity yeah I think that's the biggest thing I was just I'm actually in this course right now online you you may have heard of it it's a very very popular Yale course called the science of well-being Oh, and my mom and I are actually taking it together so my mom's a psychologist and she's like let's do this I was like heck yeah podcast content um but where was I going with that something around changing your mindset to solving a problem. Yes. Oh yes. I mean, one of the first things that we were, we have these weekly discussions, my mom and I, after we take all the the course material, it's actually very cute. Um, but yeah, one of the first things we were talking about is that exact mindset of like, I had a very particular moment where I realized I had shifted my mindset from problems or problems to problems aren't problems. It's really just 
how am I going to approach this? What am I going to let this problem say about me or my life or my ability? Am I going to let it say anything? And the answer is heck no, I'm not. And yeah, I think like when people can really get into that mindset of like, all right, give me a challenge because I want to solve it and I'm going to take that on. That's when you start making big moves, I think. It's like, it, because then at that point, nothing that comes your way can intimidate you out of continuing. Like nothing that comes your way will stop yeah, you. that's right. Like you might yeah. allow yourself the luxury or sort of some time to uh, absorb the problem and it might get your brain moving around. Okay, this problem is serious and it, it is challenging uh, and I don't know how I'm going to solve it yet. Yeah. But then getting to that kind of, more positive. I know I can figure out how to break this down. 100%. I love it. Well, you have the best attitude and mindset. Clearly you guys have come a long way. I'm so, I mean, I'm glad I got to know more about this brand and your guys' story because obviously I wear it. So now I can feel when I'm wearing it, like I know yeah. the story behind this. I got to figure out what suit you have to. I'll, I'll look on your feet. Oh yes. I will. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll show you. I'll send you guys pics of what I have. And, yeah. and actually, Guys, if you're listening to this, I'm going to be doing, actually today, the day that this episode comes out, this is a Wednesday, um, I'm actually doing a takeover over on their, the Carve Designs Instagram stories. Cool. So go, if you haven't, if you're listening to this right now, go follow at Carve Designs and I'll leave it in the show notes, all the links um, to the store and to the Instagram. And I'm going to be going and doing a little takeover. So go check it out. And I'll show you guys what I have uh, from them. So we'll do that. But yeah, I, I mean, I feel, I feel inspired. It's so nice talking to you about just being a, especially being a female in this crazy world, trying to do something impactful and huge and you've done it and I'm very inspired. So thank you so much for coming on here and talking about it. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Yay. Is there anything else you want to leave anyone with or any links? Obviously I'm going to leave the store. Where can people find you guys? Yeah, I guess carvedesigns.com. We're there. Yeah. We're shipping. We're ready. We're ready to give you some product for summer. Make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Actually it's funny yeah. by the time this is over, it'll be that perfect time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yay. Well, thank you so much again. And um, guys, if you are still here, thank you so much for listening. And um, you guys know that you can always find me on Instagram at the self-made CEO and my personal at Adrian Finch and also subscribe to this podcast. If you're on Apple podcasts, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps so much. And, and on the topic of honest feedback, I want your guys' feedback. Leave me, you know, if it's super negative, maybe DM me on Instagram, maybe, but you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> no, but leave me a rating review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I am so thankful that you guys are on this journey with me and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.